enjoy the 4th of July and remember the spirit for which we observe it. It's important. From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. The 4th of July committee, along with the Grand Marshals, are getting excited about the 4th of July. The Grand Marshals this year include Alan Young, Pete Karen, Wade Bryson, and Ernestine Hayes. The theme this year is Voices of Alaska. Young is a music teacher at Thunder Mountain High School. I think of myself just as a representative of all the music teachers here in Juneau um, because everybody all of my colleagues in the music in the music community here deserve uh, deserve this honor just as much as I do, if not more, with their work for a long time in just giving students their musical voice and a, this form of expression that is just truly wonderful. Bryson has been the Problem Corner host for the past eleven years. What I've always appreciated about Problem Corner is that it's a, it gives members of not only Juno but of all Southeast an opportunity to come and speak to the community every single day and there's just not a lot of other venues where a person could just place a phone call and be able to reach out to all of Southeast Alaska and the fact that I took over from Senator Egan and Problem Corner has been since an institution here in Juneau it's the longest running radio program in Alaska's history Karen has been a voice of Alaska for over 50 years. I've been interviewing Grand Marshals for I don't know how many years, decades, and I'm going, why are they why are they picking me when there are heroes like the Sea Dogs and Juno Mountain Rescue and the volunteers at the the fire department? But I could justify it because of the theme, Voices of Alaska. So I'm very honored and and uh, appreciative that that it's recognized. But I. I tell people all I ever did over those years is my job. And Hayes reacts to being chosen as a Grand Marshal. I was nominated. I was. Uh, I received a message from UAS that I'd been nominated and I called and it was true. I have the honor of being Grand Marshal and I'm very proud and humbled for the nomination. Alicia Nessler adds it's not too late to join the parade. One thing to note, I've been getting questions. Um, when is the last day that they can submit entries for all those procrastinators? out there. The last day is Sunday, July 2nd at noon online. You can bring your payments on the morning of to check in um, down at uh, down by the whale. And uh, we have about 40 participating groups in the parade so far this year. So it's going to be big and it's going to be fun. The road will close at 1030 and the parade begins at 11. All Juno participants are also welcome to join in in the Douglas Parade afterwards. On Thursday, the state of Alaska and 10 other states and the Puget Sound Clean Air Agency delivered a notice of intent to sue the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency because of their failure to update wood stove emission standards. The communities of Fairbanks and North Pole experience some of the coldest winters in the United States, and residents rely heavily on wood stoves to keep warm. The notice of intent urges the EPA to fix one component of a wood stove certification program to avoid litigation, stating, quote, If newer wood heaters do not meet cleaner standards, then programs to change out old wood heaters may provide little health benefits at significant cost, end quote. EPA's current emission standards result in continued sales of high-emitting wood stoves that add smoke to the air and intensify the poor air quality of inversion events. Coming up next on News of the North, Alaska regulators are seeking to fine ConocoPhillips nearly a million dollars. And News of the North attended the annual Capital Access Convening. Coming up next with Jordan Lewis. 
Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. ConocoPhillips Alaska faces a potential $914,000 fine over what a state regulatory agency called a, quote, shallow underground blowout of a well that released natural gas at the company's alpine field on Alaska's petroleum-rich North Slope last year. An investigation by the Alaska Oil and Gas Conservation Commission found that the company violated several provisions of law during a series of missteps that led to the leak and during its response. A proposed enforcement notice was released by the commission on Wednesday. A ConocoPhillips spokesperson says that the company is reviewing the findings. And the Anchorage Daily News reports that ConocoPhillips has 15 days to challenge this fine, which is a standard part of the commission process. And the USDA's Dr. Karama Neal, administrator of the Rural Business Cooperative Service and Julie State Director of Rural Development in Alaska, met with tri- leaders of tribes, housing authorities, and economic development councils, as well as individual Alaskans earlier this week. Dr. Neal gives background on what community development financial institutions are. We're really excited to be here for this Native American CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution, a capital access convening. CDFIs, these community development financial institutions, are lenders. They can be banks, they can be credit unions, they can be venture funds. Very frequently, they are nonprofit lenders, lenders that don't have deposits, they don't take deposits, but they exist with a community development purpose. Anelica gives a Southeast example. We are really thrilled to have Spruce Root as a partner. Our Southeast Alaska Sustainability Strategy, which was an initiative that Secretary Vilsack launched here in Alaska in 2021. And so we are really thrilled that Spruce Root has taken this opportunity and really ran with it with our communities in the Southeast region. They were an integral partner when reaching out to those communities and finding out what their needs on the ground were. And that is something that we at Rural Development are so thankful to have those partners because we can't be everywhere at the same time. But when we have those partnerships in these regions, that's what really makes rural development a stronger agency. Dr. Neal explains what economic benefits CDFIs can bring to Southeast. So we provide a number of different types of programs. These can be grant programs. They may be loan programs. We make loans to an institution like a, a CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution, so that they can then re-loan that money out to businesses. We also guarantee loans. So a, a, a business, uh, a lender like a CDFI or another entity might make a loan, and then they can make that loan if they meet certain uh, qualifications. It, that loan will then be backed up to a certain percentage by the full faith and credit of the United States government. And so that can really be helpful to that lender in terms of making that decision about making that loan. So we do a number of those kinds of things to really help provide access to capital. Businesses need capital in order to start. They need capital in order to grow. They need capital to to withstand economic shocks. Whether it's a challenge or opportunity, she says it's important to have good access to capital. This is done directly through grant programs and also indirectly through their partners. Dr. Neal looks at expansion. You know, one of the things that we're thoughtful about is that, you know, a number of our programs are open to lenders sort of writ large. And so they may be CDFI loan funds, um, like a spruce root, they may be um, other kinds of, of CDFIs. I mentioned banks and credit unions as well. But they also may be kinds of entities that have not don't have sort of lender in the name or don't have bank or credit union in the name or loan fund in the name, but recognize that there's a need for access to capital. And so sometimes, depending on what those entities are, if they see a program that might be of interest to them, we are excited to talk with them about how they might want to start a lending program if that's something that they're interested in doing. Anelica adds it can also be for housing needs, Clinton Haida's Regional Housing Authority being an example. Dr. Neal adds where to find materials and programs. 
One is the Rural Development website. That's RD for Rural Development, rd.usda.gov. And then also rural.gov, which is the website for the Rural Partners Network that we just heard State Director Nelka talk about. People who visit them will find a number of resources there that will be useful regardless of whether you come to our state office or not. Never miss a story or a newscast at knyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.